Hey brother, Bob Gerace here, and today we're going to talk about how to get more sex inside your Christian marriage. Now, the one thing that I want to say is that God has gifted me with an incredible gift, and that is the ability to have spoken with 25,000 men over the last 20 years about very intimate subjects like what is going on behind closed doors. And inside of that space, what I wanted to do is I wanted to let you know about some concepts that I have put together after speaking to those men. Now, the first concept that I want to introduce you to is the concept of the restaurant. So I want you to start thinking in terms of a restaurant when it comes to sex with your wife. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, let's say that you have a favorite restaurant, and if you could, you would go there every day, multiple times per day, and you would order everything that is possibly on the menu, and you want to be able to go morning, noon, and night. You want to be able to go holidays and weekends. You just want this thing to be open all the time. So if you look at your your sex life as this restaurant, when you first get married, what's going to happen is that restaurant is open the maximum number of hours that she is comfortable having it open. It is open the maximum number of days of week that she is comfortable having it open. It is open the maximum number of times during each day of the week that she is comfortable having it open. And what is on the menu is the maximum number of things that she is comfortable having on the menu. And how those things are then served is with love and, and great care in the preparation. Now, as things start to deteriorate in your marriage, what you're going to find is that the restaurant is open fewer and fewer days of the week. It is open fewer and fewer times of the day. It is open fewer times per day, and the things on the menu begin shrinking until there are fewer and fewer things on the menu. And the way that those things on the menu are prepared and served is kind of in an obligatory manner, just saying, let's get this over with. I owe you a sandwich. Here is a sandwich. I owe you a, a milkshake. Here's a milkshake. And then what you find is over time, this restaurant is barely functioning. Now, we can talk about all the reasons why that is, and this channel is full of those reasons. It's because you're not making her feel loved. You're not making her feel seen. You're not making her feel heard. You're not making her feel cherished. You're not making her feel respected. And for information about how to transfer feelings like that into her and give her this joy and bliss and respect and appreciation and make her feel safe emotionally, which is the prerequisite to what will be available inside of the bedroom. Well, just go look at all the other videos in this channel. But assuming that you're doing that and you're starting to see success and things are starting to get better and you want to understand how to expand the restaurant, how to get it open more hours, how to get it open more days of the week, more times of the day, how to get things that are on the menu that have been taken off added or things that have never been on the menu placed on the menu and how to get those things served with gratitude and a appreciation and enthusiasm and respect. Well, here are the, the tips that I have for you. Okay. So the first thing that you have to understand is that this is a very hormonal thing. It's a very hormonal thing for you. It's most, it's mostly about testosterone. It's a very hormonal thing for her. We've got to become her hormone dealer. We've got to be dealing her vasopressin, oxytocin, serotonin, testosterone, and estrogen. 
If you need help with that, this channel is full of videos about how to do that. I'm going to come out with a video later called How to Be Her Hormone Dealer, and I'm going to talk just about that. But right now, just go look in my channel. Now, the thing is, is once that hormonal table has been set, then the next thing that you've got to understand is you've got to prepare her for intimacy. You don't just sit around the house lazy all day or come breezing in seven, eight o'clock at night after a hard day's work, snap your fingers and say, let's do it. That's not how this thing works. Women need to be warmed up. They need to be. So how do you warm her up? Well, what I'm going to tell you, having served her the proper hormones, having been the man, having made her feel safe and loved and seen and heard and protected like you're the guardian of her soul and you're the protector of her emotional health, you sit down with her in the morning and you talk to her. You don't read the paper. You don't be on your phone. You're not scrolling Facebook. You're not checking email. You're not working. You give her your presence. You give her your attention. You share the morning with her. And at some point during that morning, you smile and you say something like, hey, it would be really great if we could be intimate tonight. Now, when you do that, you set off a chain of events in her head because now she's ready to prepare. And this is the way that women come at sex. It's not just a drop of the hat, unfortunately, like it may have been early in your marriage. In this time of your marriage, she needs time to prepare. And so what does it mean for her to prepare? Well, she's going to start preparing herself mentally. And what that means is that she's got to get things cleared off of her plate. She needs to know that the house is in the right order, that the bills are in the right order, that the kids are in the right order, that all of these things are good so that she can relax. She can stop thinking about these 10,000 things that are on her head, and then she can actually focus and concentrate and relax into the intimate experience with you. Now, the smart husband is going to help her do that. So without being robotic about it and saying, okay, great, we can do it tonight. What do I need to do to help you prepare? That's not a great thing to do. A great thing to do would be to generally be helpful around the house anyway, generally be looking out for her anyway, genuinely be understanding her and caring about her and noticing her and seeing her so that she is seen and heard and, and, and keeping this stuff at a low hum anyway, so that there's not this pile of things that need to happen for her to be able to say, I can relax into the intimacy that we're having tonight. But that being said, it does not hurt to be a little bit extra attentive. It does not hurt to be a little bit more communicative. If you work in the house, come up behind her, put your arms around her, kiss her on her neck, and then just do whatever she's doing. If she's, if she's making lunch, help her make lunch. If she's doing the dishes, help her do the dishes. And just be generally aware and attentive of things that need to happen to get the house in the order that she needs it to be in to be able to relax into that intimacy and help her with that cause. Now, if you're at work and you can't do that, you're going to be sending her texts. You're going to be checking in. And it's not like sending her sexting texts or anything like that. It's just maybe one or two extra texts. Hey, was thinking about you. Just wanted to make sure you're having a good day. I love you or whatever, something like that. And so this warming her up is getting her to a point where she can relax into this. But in the same space, 
don't be disappointed if when you come home, the kids are at, at the house and she is not in some negligee where you had fantasized that she had moved the kids to the neighbor's house to spend the night and she's got candles lit and she's got a negligee and all those kinds of things because many, many women are not comfortable initiating. And so you're not going to push her into that or condemn her or criticize her for not doing it. You're going to be the initiator. And now as I, I have a podcast about lead your wife, leadyourwife.com, go listen to that podcast. And, and there's videos here that reflect it. You are the chief initiating officer in your marriage. You're the leader, man. That's the way God made you. And inside of that space, you are to lead. Now, is it a welcome gift if she initiates? Of course. Somebody initiates this action and not get your feelings hurt or start going into some kind of a mood that's going to kill the mood for her if she doesn't remember, if it's not top of mind. Like, yes, you did talk to her about it. Yes, she is preparing. Yes, she has a lot on her. Yes, she may have forgotten by the time you get home. So remind her when you get home. Walk up to her, give her a nice hug, give her a nice kiss, whisper something in her ear, like, I can't wait to be with you. And just help her understand that this is the direction that we're moving and that we've agreed to move since this morning, so that she feels pursued. She feels seen. She feels set apart. She feels sanctified. Like what you're about to do honors God. God created this for your enjoyment. He created it for his glory. And so inside of that space, what you're about to do is holy. What you're about to do is beautiful. What you're about to do is wonderful. And so just bring that energy into these interactions that you're having with her as you're preparing for this event. Now, as this is happening, what I want you to do is I want you to do your level best to make it sweet to make it tender, to make it loving, to make it romantic, not to make it like, God forbid, you might have seen on some pornographic movie. That is not what warms the heart of women. That is not oftentimes, even, even inside of a loving Christian marriage, I don't believe it's what God expects or intended us to do. He expects us to weld ourselves together. He expects our two hearts, minds, souls, and bodies to become one. And he expects that to happen in a beautiful, soft, tender, romantic, loving embrace and shared time where, where we're literally living out the biblical verse, the two shall become one. And inside of that space, when she feels cared for and she feels safe and she feels loved and she feels your strength, but yet she feels your tenderness, this is what's going to be your best chance to go forward. And not only that, it's going to be your best chance the next time in the morning you say, hey, it would be really great if we made love tonight or it would be I'm, I'm really missing you. I'd really love to be with you tonight or something like that. Like if she remembers how she was treated so lovingly and so tenderly and so patiently, then what she's going to do is she's going to be more likely to say yes in the future. OK, and then here's something that I want to talk about that is not often talked about. And it's this subject of aftercare. What is aftercare? Aftercare is that after she has shared with you all of her most intimate gifts, she's been vulnerable. She's completely exposed herself. She's literally allowed you inside her body. And then what often happens is that there's this kind of hormonal shift that occurs in the man that says, okay, I've done that. 
And maybe I want to do it again. And I know this, this really puts off a lot of women. They're like, for goodness sake, we just did it last night. And you're asking me again this morning. And what I'm going to tell you is that if your wife is not into that, do yourself a favor and do her a favor and don't bring it up again in the morning. You don't need to tell her that because she just gave you everything she has to give. And there's this biological thing wired into us to procreate. And it's like your body thinks, hey, I found a willing mate and she let me do that. Let's do that as many times as possible. If in, 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 in that way we can procreate as a man, experience some tenderness, experience some empathy, understand if, if she's not into it. Now, man, she might be into it. And if she's into it, then, then good for you, man. But if you know she's not into it, then just keep your mouth shut about it. And you don't have to communicate that to her. You don't have to communicate every thought that comes into your head, whether it's the big one or the little one. So here, here's the thing, man, this, this concept of aftercare, it goes far beyond that. She is vulnerable. She is tender. And what she wants to see is that you're not just using her and losing her. She wants to see that after sharing her most intimate gift with you, that you are responding with a little bit more tenderness, a little bit more patience, a little bit more love. And so all of the things that I teach on this channel about how to get your face in the right place and how to look at her and how to talk to her and how to interact with her so that she feels better in every interaction, you need to crank that up for the aftercare. And the aftercare lasts all day. Now, you might say, Bob, this really isn't fair. You're telling me that for five or 10 or 20 or 30 or 50, whatever it is for you and her, minutes of pleasure, I've got to spend one whole day warming her up and then another whole day just making sure that she feels loved as she's feeling vulnerable after giving me this gift. And I'm going to say, absolutely, man. That's how you be a loving husband. That's how you understand her. First Peter 3, 7, if you don't understand her, your prayers are hindered. So I'm, what I'm doing here, I believe the Holy Spirit has put this on my heart to tell you, man, that, that understanding her means empathizing with the fact that being completely naked, vulnerable, exposed, wide open, and allowing you inside of her body has an emotional toll. And what she needs to know is that you are her man forever, and you will treat her like a wife. You will treat her like a queen, especially when she is feeling exposed and vulnerable and tender. Don't miss this part, man, because if you miss this part, What's going to happen? And, and if you're like most guys out there, what you're going to do is you're just going to you're just going to come in and you're going to be like, hey, let's do this. And she's not in the mood. And then you're pouty and then you're angry. And then what am I supposed to do? And where am I supposed to go? And where, what am I supposed to do to get it? And then she finally relents. And then you do that. And then you get up and you go watch TV or you get on the, the computer and you start working and then you completely ignore her and, and you're not tender with her. There is a 48-hour cycle around this inside a loving Christian marriage with the average loving Christian woman. And I'm speaking from the experience of 25,000 men who I have had conversations with this about. It is not just your wife. It is every wife. And inside of that space, as the man, as the leader, as the king of your kingdom, this is what God requires of us in order to lead our wife into this sexual relationship where she can flourish. Now, what am I talking about when I say flourish? What I'm talking about is, here's a little known fact, brother. 
it is possible to get that restaurant open more days of the week than she ever imagined possible. It is possible to get that restaurant open all hours of the day and night, first thing in the morning, last thing at night, in the middle of the day at lunch. And maybe she doesn't even think that's possible. Maybe she's one of those women who is like, I can only do it when the house is perfect and I lay down in bed and I'm ready to go to sleep. You might be a morning guy. You might be disappointed that you don't get to do it in the morning. Well, here's what I have to tell you, man. Inside the context of a loving Christian relationship, if you are not pushing, if you are not demanding, but in fact what you are doing is leading with love, it is possible to get that morning slot open. It is possible to get multiple slots per day open. Sometimes, maybe not, maybe not your wife. Here's the thing about women, man. Every woman has an absolute limit as to how often the restaurant's open, how many times per day, what times it's going to happen, what's on the menu, and how it's prepared. But what I'm trying to encourage you with, there is a potential for growth. There's a potential where she can grow into more of all of those things if she is treated well. Now, this is treated well outside the context of the sexual union, and it is treated well during this 48 hours that kind of surround the sexual union. If you do that, what's going to happen is that she is going to feel loved and she is going to feel responded to, seen, heard, held, cherished. And inside of that space, she is going to start relaxing some of these things. And before you know it, things that used to be on the menu that have been taken off get put back on. And, and before you know it, it's open more and it's open longer. Now, here's the number one thing that I want to tell you, man. Don't break your sex life. Do not break your sex life. It is so easy to break. All you have to do is show extreme disappointment in your wife sexually, and she will be broken. And when that happens, you can kiss your sex life goodbye because she's already a little bit embarrassed. She's already a little bit vulnerable. And now here you come along like a wrecking ball and tell her that she's not any good at it or she's not enough or she's not valuable in that department. What would you do, man? What would you do? You would probably just shut down. And if it happened at all, it would just be obligatory if you were even able to perform. This is a mistake I've seen thousands and thousands and thousands of men make. They go to their wife and they say, look, this isn't working for me. You're not working for me. You're not enough for me sexually. And let me tell you something, man. If you go look at pornography, that's what you're telling your wife. And let me tell you something else. You better imagine that Jesus is looking over your shoulder when you're doing it. You better imagine that he's disgusted with you and he's brokenhearted over the fact that you're breaking your wife. Because let me tell you something else. In, in this day and age, this video is being made in 2024. Every device reflects everything everywhere. You will get caught. There is history. There are traces. There are cookies. There are ads. There are you name it, man. You start looking at that garbage, you are going to get caught. And when she sees you looking at it, what she is going to say is, I'm not enough for him. Obviously, I'm not enough for him. He needs to go look at that. So what am I even doing? Why am I even trying? I'm already a little bit embarrassed. I'm already a little bit feeling vulnerable. I'm already feeling like I'm not enough. And now all he's doing is conforming it, confirming it. And so inside of that space, man, be very, very careful with your wife's sexual identity. Be very careful with your wife. Her, her sexuality is very tender. 
It is very easily broken. You don't just come storming in and making demands about more frequency or more times or more things on the menu or more enthusiasm or what she's wearing or what she's doing or what she's saying because you can break her very easily. And this is especially true in the confines of a Christian marriage with a good Christian woman. Like this is not some woman who was out there with 1,700 men before she met you more often than not. This is a woman who either had very few partners or saved herself for marriage. She doesn't have a lot of confidence in this department, and she's easily broken. Do not break her, my brother. Now, finally, here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about technique. So what technique am I talking about? Well, here's the thing. If you want this to happen more often, obviously, it needs to be pleasurable and enjoyable for her. And I'm not going to go into all the details of that, but what I'll tell you is in with my conversations with the 25,000 men, the one book that has come up over and over and over about technique is a book called She Comes First. It's by Ian Kerner, I-A-N-K-E-R-N-E-R, -E -E Ian Kerner. Read that book if you're worried about your technique. And let me tell you something, man. These men who I've spoken with, they come back and they report going from zero to hero in that department. And it's not all about that, man. It's all about everything else I've said. But when you get to the bottom line, God created this for our pleasure. And the more pleasure you can give her, the more pleasure she will want and desire. So all of this has been about making it pleasurable for her. So here, here's what you do, man. I want you to love your wife as Christ loved the church with your heart and your mind and your soul. And I want you to love her like she is tender and easily broken and with great patience for 10, 12, 24 hours leading up to lovemaking and 10, 12, 24 hours after the lovemaking. Do that, man. And I promise you, the restaurant will open. The restaurant will open longer, more days of the week, more times of the day. More things will show up on that menu. And those items will be prepared with love and appreciation and tenderness and kindness with an eye towards your pleasure. Now, if you're not in a space where any of this is even anything that you can even start because your wife is shut down, because your wife is hurting, because your wife is heading towards separation or divorce, then what I want you to do is go to www.realmanrevolution.com, www.realmanrevolution.com. Fill out the application. We don't work with every man. We only work with the men we know we can help. If you're selected, we'll get on the phone or a Zoom call with you, and we'll sit down, we'll talk about it, and see if you're a fit. So go to www.realmanrevolution.com, and I'll see you on the other side.